So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ben Hartley, hanging out with you guys, uh, helping you grow your business. If you are a creative, listen, I don't even care if you're a photographer or not. If you're a creative, if you are a, a videographer, a commercial videographer, if you're an oil painter, if you're a florist, uh, if you are making things, if you're in the service business, then I believe that this podcast can benefit you. It can help you grow your business. Now, I'm a wedding photographer uh, out in Columbus, Ohio, the Midwest. And so a lot of my positioning is really for the creatives, for the photographers. But there's been so many of you who listen who are not a photographer. And I actually want to start this episode out dedicated to you. I want to start this episode out saying thank you for listening. And I want to invite you. If you're listening to this podcast or you've listened to previous episodes and you're not a photographer, could you do me a favor? Could you actually DM me and let me know? I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what industry you are in and maybe how I can best serve you. And so you can reach me on Instagram at jbenhartley. That's the letter J, jbenhartley on Instagram and let me know what industry you are in. You guys, today I'm really excited to have a couple of friends on this episode. And it always sounds funny when I say friends when I haven't even met the people in person. And yet I feel that kinship. I, I feel that friendship towards Stephen and Bree. Now you may know or be familiar with Stephen and Bree from their own podcast, No BS with Bree and Stephen. They've got an incredible podcast that ties right in with their own Facebook group, No BS with Bree and Stephen. A great community there. These are two photographers that they managed to move their business from Florida to California without a hiccup. No Facebook ads, nothing. They were able to transplant their business across the country and still keep it running. They started their uh, their Facebook group, No BS with Bree and Stephen, really in line with Instagram, but it's been exciting to see them grow and to evolve as they've moved from helping photographers to helping people in the wedding industry to helping really uh, so many different entrepreneurs and grow outside of just Instagram. And so it's my joy and pleasure to welcome these two cool kittens into the episode. Brie, Stephen, how are you both doing? Wow, what an introduction. Thank you so much. We are doing so amazing. And welcome, everybody. We're so happy to have you here. Today, we're going to be talking about 
the little place that we all seem to be stuck in right now. Photography's off the table, but is it really? Can we still benefit from all the skills that we've learned along the way? If you've been growing your photography business for six months or 12 months or six years, then you are so talented and multidimensional as an entrepreneur. There's so much that people would would willingly pay you for. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, it's, it's a wild time that we're in. So many photographers, you know, uh, not only are we stuck at home, but I have this great feeling that, not a great feeling, I have a deep feeling that when we're able to get out of home, that, you know, the opportunities that were there, especially the wedding photographers, you know, couples who have planned weddings out a year from now or, or you know, months from now who have postponed, you know, I think we're going to be faced with with trying to, like looking at an empty calendar and and looking for opportunities of how do we fill that? Now, this is a conversation that certainly um, it, it's very uh, timely with what's going on, but it's also one that I think that people have been considering for, for much longer than essentially waiting to get smacked in the face for an epidemic to occur. You know, I think there's a cycle, even, even there's maybe your, your business is on a, a, a calendar year cycle where there's like an off season, right? For wedding photographers, that's kind of true. What could we be doing to fill in the gaps during the off season? And even let's say, assume that there's no pandemic, right? Let's let's fast forward, Brie and Steven, a year from now, two years from now, and everything's back to normal, right? Um, wh- what would it look like to consider multiple streams of revenue outside of just uh, creating artwork with your photography skills? And so this is what we're going to be unpacking today. Stephen and Bree, let me begin with asking you guys a little bit about um, your your kind of revenue stream growth. You know where you guys began, what became kind of like your main dish, if you will, for generating revenue, and then what started to begin to tack on top of that main dish uh, to generate income for you guys. So I guess going back into our journey before even becoming photographers, when we were living in Florida and I used to work at a bank and I was just a teller. So I was on a set income and same with Steven, he was working at an advertising agency. And that was the first thing that we started noticing is like, if they cut back our hours or if we got sick and we couldn't show up for work, like your income gets you know, decreased. And when we had moved out here and we started taking our photography business seriously, we noticed the same thing. If someone said that they were going to promise to book and then they didn't book, we were expecting that income and then they it didn't come. And we realized that we can't just rely on one set stream of income because you have these expectations of getting that revenue. And if something happens, then if you don't have a backup plan, then you're kind of SOL. So um, when we moved out here and we started doing photography, that was our first like official income stream. And from there, we started slowly um, doing educational content and selling that. Um, And over time, we've done so much research on all of the ways that you can make money just outside of photography and all of the streams of income that you can create for yourself. And we have just done so much research, just spending hours and hours and hours just looking at everything that's possible for us. So right now, we have about 10 streams of income. And some of them are, are related to photography. Some of them are related to other investments. But 
that was kind of our main thing was realizing that your income, if you just have one stream of income, that could change drastically. And I'm sure a lot of people obviously understand that now, whether you're a photographer or you had a corporate job and say they had to lay you off. We have friends who were working in travel industries or other um, corporations where the company just decided to lay off everyone because they didn't want to have to deal with the cost of that. So I think everyone understands that having just one stream of income is a very slippery slope to be on, especially when hard times like this come up. Absolutely. And this is something too that you know, whether you're, you are a small business owner currently as a photographer, but maybe you're working at, you know, your normal nine to five. It's the same thing would be true of that. You know, you've got a nine to five, you've got that, you've got that salary. Um, but what would it look like to create multiple other revenue streams you know, just for God forbid something happened or even this, the reality that like, you know, retirement's not what it used to be, you know, um, things of time have changed. And in a lot of ways, we're kind of responsible for for making sure that uh, we're taken care of down the road. Uh, there's no guaranteed uh, uh, paycheck at the end of you know 60, and, and you're going to retire. Uh, I just don't think it's as guaranteed as as it used to be. Stephen, sure. um, from photography, what was one of the first um, bits of revenue stream that you tapped into uh, outside of that that kind of got this process started? Yeah, great question. So. I think the the first thing we got started with is is one of the things that people often push off the most because they think, oh, I'm not qualified. And that's consulting. So many people know so much. They're sitting on greatness, but they think, oh, well, I haven't been doing this for 10 years. Who am I to give somebody advice? But the fact of the matter is you only have to be one chapter ahead of somebody who's reading the same book. And so when we moved from Florida to California and didn't have to use Facebook ads and we were booking 20 brides. 20 weddings and at, we were only charging $3,000 weddings. So we booked $60,000 of weddings in the first three months that we moved to California. And so we had so many people asking us questions on Instagram. Hey, how are you guys doing all these styled shoots, booking all these couples? How did you move your business? Did you pay for ads? And when you start getting, you know, when that same question, you get it 9, 10, 11 times, that's when you know that you've got the permission to start charging for consulting on that answer. And that's where the the birth of our Facebook group first started was um, we had it as Instagram marketing secrets because we were using Instagram to connect with other vendors and to connect with leads. And we were like, you know what, we're just going to start a Facebook group. We didn't even expect it to grow, but we just started it just to start it to help those few people that asked. And we had maybe like 10 people in that group for probably three months. And (laughs) I was like, this group is going nowhere. And Steven's like, no, you have to listen to me. Like it's going to take off. And I was like, all right, whatever. And sure enough, like Steven just, he kept at it and he kept sharing all of the knowledge that he knows about marketing and advertising and all of that fun stuff. And it grew to where it was today. It's awesome. Okay. So this is interesting. What I heard you say is that, um, one of the first things that you guys did was you stepped into the space of, of consulting and, and you were suggesting that most people rule themselves out of that. It's kind of this, maybe that's that feeling of like never being qualified, never being like quite an expert enough. Is that accurate? Right. Exactly. Yep. I get it. It's clear. Uh, and so that process, uh, how did you guys overcome that? Like, how did you overcome that fear of like, well, you know, we've, we've only been in business for, you know, X amount of years. There's people, here's the big one. There's people who are better than me that could do this better. There's people who are more qualified at this. And so 
And so by nature, I'm not an expert because I feel like they're more qualified. What did you do to overcome that? How did you guys hold that space? So the first place I went is where I highly recommend most people don't go to get people's opinions on if something's going to work. And that's Facebook groups. So I remember the first day I did this, I posted in a Facebook group and I wanted to test my strategy to see, okay, this stuff that I can consult people on, is it valuable enough that not just five people would find it valuable, but dozens and dozens of people would find this valuable enough that they're going to be in my inbox asking. So I posted in a Facebook group and I said, if you're a wedding photographer or a wedding planner, tell me what city you live in and I will get back to you within two minutes with a profile link of a recently engaged couple near you who just got proposed to within the next three, within the past three weeks. And we had 250 people comment and I sat, I sat up all night getting to each and every single one of them. And my inbox was full of people asking, okay, so how did you find these people? Like, what's the secret? How can I make this work for myself? And that was my closure that, okay, there's something here that's valuable enough for people. And I'm going to help people on a mass scale by growing our Facebook group. I also think that in the sense of thinking of there's always going to be someone better. You also have to understand that people relate to you in a different way compared to another educator. So some people will listen to, it could be the same exact information from two completely different people. But if that person likes the other educator better for their personality, they're going to be more absorb, like they're going to absorb that information a lot better compared to the other person. So I think that's also something to remember, you know, that's why we were so drawn to you, Ben, when we first started photography, because you're so energetic. And Steven was like your number one fangirl. Like he just loved your (laughs) energy. (laughs) And it's like, even if someone else had the same exact information as you, it wasn't you sharing that information. Yes. Thank you. I, I hear that. I've, I've heard it really well uh, or stated this way before. This helped me because you guys, I wrestle with this all the time. It's like that imposter syndrome wells up where I'm like, yeah, but there's other people that could do this. I, I don't know where I heard this analogy. Who knows? Maybe I could have even heard it from you and your group. But um, have you ever looked at a grocery aisle uh, down the bread aisle and seen all of the bread that's like, it's all essentially bread, but in there's so many of them, they're the exact same bread, but like, it's, it's the different packaging. It's the different brand. It's the subtle little uh, nuance to it. Um, if, if there can be a hundred different breads that exist in, in any given store, uh, and, and that, that, that bread selection is going to be different from Meyer to Walmart, to Kroger, to, to Whole Foods, to, you know, all these places, if that can exist, and the same thing is true here, that that the message may be similar. I, I won't even say it's the same. The message may be similar, or dare we even suggest the same, but the messenger is what makes the difference. The messenger is what's different, right? And um, and I, I when I I have to sometimes remind remind myself of that because you know maybe I'll just be surfing the internet and I'll see someone who's expressing a similar idea as me, or maybe they've got a similar product to what I to, you know that solves a problem that I solve, and I'll start to like get into it, and I'll be like, oh, they're doing this thing, they're better than I am. I'm you know they people don't need me anymore, and I've got to remember the message may be similar, but the the messenger by God certainly isn't. And, um, and yeah, amen to that. Where did you go after consulting? Where did things, you've said you got 10 different uh, opportunities. Where did you go after consulting? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So once we had 200 people in our inbox saying, hey, like, okay, let's hop on a video call or, or a phone call. I, I need to learn more about this strategy of, of finding recently engaged couples. We decided we don't have in, we don't have 25 hours in a day. We only have the same 24 as everybody else. And so that's when we went into PDF designs and educational resources, like a digital guide for this exact strategy. So it was called the Instagram Secrets, I, I think. I don't remember the name of the product, but it was just a $50 guide that walked people through that exact thing that I would do for the same person on the phone every time. So instead of having the same conversation five times a day, I wrote that whole conversation out with picture examples, analytics examples, put it up on Etsy. And that's how we started our Etsy shop, which now has 11 digital products on it. Oh, it's awesome. So you're selling stuff on Etsy now too. And those, those are all the digital products. Those are PDFs and guides and templates. Yep, exactly. It's so cool. So let's transition this a little bit to, unless, listen, I would love to hear, all, I'd love to hear all 10 of the things that you're doing. And maybe you want to get into those. And, and, but maybe there's some crossover here. I would love to start to maybe point photographers into some directions of seeing some things that they could consider doing uh, for themselves. You know, let's say this pandemic plays out or they look at the next three months and, and there's not immediate gigs or even everything gets perfectly clear, but they want to create a backup plan. They want to create uh, additional revenue streams uh, on top of photography. Um, what are, let's maybe begin to share an idea or two for them of some things that they could consider doing. And now I feel like we've already kind of considered the consulting side of things and maybe the educational product type, type of things in bringing it up for you. So maybe there's a couple for you, uh, photographers who are listening. Let's kind of brainstorm a couple others. Yeah. So I think a good place that any photographer can start is with selling their own photos. So all of us have a camera. You can all take photos that can be used for stock photos or wall art. And that's something really, really simple that you can do in the comfort of your own home. And we've done this. Um, we will sell stock photos for other business owners. And you can even upcharge if you make it into a mock-up, if you know how to use Photoshop for that. So those are two really simple things that you can do because people are always in need for beautiful photos for their website or for their Instagram as filler photos. So that's something really, really simple that any photographer can do. Um, and obviously, there's guidelines with stock photos and what you can and can't sell. So you have to look into that. But even stock video is a really big trending thing right now because everyone is looking for video footage. But mm -hmm. those are two really simple things that anyone can do. You can go and scavenge through all of the photos that you've ever taken, um, as long as it doesn't have like a person in it. Or if you have a model release form, then you can do that as well. But those are two really easy things. So let's stay on this one for a little bit. Um, I'd like to get super practical. Where are some places that, that you might recommend uh, people begin? Like, how would you find businesses that need that imagery or are you also just going to kind of like a, a, um, a like are you selling these one-on-one -on -one to to a business owner or are you uploading these to a stock site it's like those are two different ideas and i'd love to hear how you would pursue each so we actually have a separate website where we sell um, stock photos for other business owners. And it's nothing that we've ever talked about, but we have that as like a separate membership thing for other business owners to buy photos. But there's plenty of other websites where you can sell stock photos. I think Adobe, uh, Adobe, Adobe stock photos, you can sell them on there. Um, there's, I mean, you can literally do a search for 
any other website, but that's a good place to start is um, looking up websites like I think Stocksnap or... And even Etsy, like a lot of people will sell stock photos on Etsy. And um, the it just depends on how your SEO is going to be or how much of an audience you have. So if you're somebody that already has thousands of followers on Instagram or your Facebook page, then make your own website and then just take your audience and point them there. But if you're somebody who's just getting started and you're building your audience and you have beautiful photos, I would use the SEO that's already on Etsy because you'll pick up in their server. Get it. It's clear. So it's on. I didn't realize that. So you guys actually created your own kind of uh, stock photography and video website where people, businesses could go online and they could purchase that content from you. Yes, exactly. It's actually called BS Studios, but you know, shameless plug. (laughs) Um, yeah, we just do that for other business owners. We also sell like mock-ups and stuff for them as well. But, um, that's something really simple that you can do. And you can, like Steven said, you can either do it through Etsy, but we found that having it through a separate website where people can buy bundles, um, is a little bit better and they can have like a larger view of everything that you can sell. So that's always an option, but Um, Yeah, because a lot of photographers think, okay, cool. Well, how much are are my photos worth? Like, can I even sell photos? But think about what people need stock photos for. That's what we've been focusing on. So when we were building out our Etsy shop, we realized we needed stock photos of a nice iMac on a nice table with the rectangle of the black space cut out so that we can put like our website on there. So take photos of your computer. Or if you've got a friend with a really nice computer, I always say Macs, they sell themselves, right? So if your brand is you know, on a mock-up of a Mac that helps sell your brand. So if you don't have a Mac, but one of your friends does, or, or you've got a nice computer, go take some pictures with that and cut out the little rectangle and then make it a smart file that people can upload their own images in there. And then you're helping people with their marketing. You're not just selling photos for people to put in a blog or something. You're actually selling photos that people are going to use on their shop somewhere. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. That's clear. You know, um, I, I, I was thinking about this, this thought entered my mind and, um, and I almost want to go back. I rarely like, I rarely backtrack in podcasts, you guys, but I, I, I keep this, it keeps stewing on that whole expert thing that you guys talked about in regards to consulting, that consulting can be one of the first ways that you can generate revenue. And I keep going back to that, that thought process of like, but I'm not qualified and, and kind of, um, uh, ruling ourselves out of being able to do that. And, and I just want to share one more brief thought here with that, um, that I think you guys did very clearly. And this is what I wanted to get to. And, and even a few, I see, I've seen so many people do it well is you really just need to be an expert at one very focused thing, right? Like, um, like for you guys, you took the angle of Instagram, correct? Yes. It's like you didn't you didn't put your stake in there. I was like, I'm the expert at like all things business for creatives, and I've got to be an MFA in ma- you know I'm a, I'm a master of business degree. Like you're just like, listen, I know Instagram, and if you want to know Instagram, then I could probably help you, right? Right. Uh, and I I just want to encourage people with that. Consider maybe what's what's one thing that like listen, you don't have the whole equation. You know, you don't got it all figured out. You're not, maybe you're not booking $10,000 brides, but you got this one little portion of the equation figured out. You're really good at Facebook messenger bots or like you're really good at phone calls or I don't know what it is, but you could take one thing and that could be your focus. I just wanted to go back to that and, and to encourage people because I know there's people out there 
they got that one thing that they know really well. Um, I also want to intercept that and say that I think everyone thinks that they need to have 10,000 followers or a big following to share their information. But specifically with our Facebook group, we I think it grew so fast because we shed some light that you don't need to have 10,000 followers or even more than 5,000 to book up your entire year. We only had like a thousand when we first moved to California and we were still booking. So don't let followers or what your perceived value of, you know, popularity, don't let that hold you back from going out there and actually doing something. Yeah, it's true. And it's a, it's a process, you know, (laughs) it is a process. Uh, you, everyone starts with zero. Everybody starts with zero. Everyone starts with zero audience, zero people, zero listeners. And then you get to one listener maybe, and it's your mom and she like messages you and she's like, oh, sweetie, you're so great on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's real. Okay, cool. Let's keep going, you guys. I love this. Let's keep going. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's it's like the bottom drawer of like my IKEA furniture. But maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way. 
with FreshBooks, you create and send professional looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part with FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. So, so we've got um, uh, we've got consulting, we've got um, uh, stock uh, photography, uh, hosting a site. We uh, so what else? So the next, and I feel like the most obvious step for photographers is to sell a preset. I know um, there's people always have this mindset like, oh, there's so many presets out there. But I feel like if you have a really good preset that you've made yourself, that's unique. And people always ask you how you edit. I think that's a great place to start because you can sell presets. Yes. Okay. You can sell presets. And um, when you go to sell a preset, is that something that you're also selling on Etsy? Yeah. So we sell that on Etsy as well. Yeah. And it also comes with a YouTube video in the description. So that sends people to see like actual examples of using the preset, but that's gotten so much traffic over time just because of so many people being curious that it actually builds our YouTube channel, which brings us to another uh, revenue stream, which is YouTube advertising. So for every thousand views we get on YouTube, we get $20 direct deposited to us. And, you know, that doesn't seem like a lot, but for doing absolutely nothing for a video we put up two or three years ago, it's pretty nice just to see extra revenue streams coming in. Is it really that good for every thousand you get 20? That seems, that seems, that seems high. Well, it depends on your CP, CPM. Is that what it's called or CPR? Right, exactly. And you also have to split the profits with YouTube. They take half of them. Okay. Yeah. So for every thousand, you, you may get 10. Yeah, it really depends. Like it could be anywhere from five to 40 plus. It, okay. it, I guess the the more valuable the content you're talking about, for example, talking about photography is valuable because then people advertise their expensive cameras. But if it was just like, I don't know, if I was if I was a girl just taking half naked video vlogs, then who would want to advertise? It's not really worth as much. Yeah, probably a lot of people would want to advertise. Actually, I, I was going to say I was like, I think it might be the opposite. Have you been? Have you been on TikTok? Have you? Have you <laughs> opened up Instagram? <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Okay, cool. So, so it's YouTube. So, and that's going to be more of like a long game. You know, like that's certainly going to be more of a long game. It's not going to inject cash, but it's kind of the, the best time to plant a tree is yesterday. Second best time to plant a tree, or is like 20 years ago. Best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Second best time to plant a tree is today. Um, It's a little bit of that, right? So you've got to get that ball rolling. Let me, let me go for a hard question for you. This will be interesting. If you, I mean, there's people right now who are looking at their next month's rent and they're like, with my, with not being able to be a photographer, with not being able to get out there and shoot, with not being able to, with the weddings that I've lost, right. Or whatever it may be. um, I don't know 
how to pay for my next month's rent. So here's this would be a challenge for you. If, if you had to recommend a, a, a revenue stream for somebody that could generate results now, right? Like right now, if they had to go make a grand, you know, buy, let's say a grand by next month, let's give them 30 days, 30 days to generate a grand. Um, Stephen Bree, what would be your way to generate a grand? Now, and maybe not your way. What would you be your way to recommend to somebody else who's just like a photographer who can't shoot um, to generate a grand? Oh man, that's a great In question. A it's I a think hard one. I know I'm putting you on the spot. It's a challenging one. I think the best place to start would to be offer offering VA services for other businesses that are still in business. So, um, Ooh, I like that. So a lot of photographers, we're obviously all business owners and we do a lot more than just take photos. There's a lot of backend work and SEO and websites and all this stuff that goes into running a successful business. So I think where you can start is offering a service, either blogging or having someone send you their products to take photos for their website or um, any admin work or things in the back end that you do on your business that you could offer as a service to a business that's still open. So one thing that we've been doing the past couple months since all of this started is we have been hired by the winery that's downstairs from our complex to do product photography. So they just Mm. drop off a box for us of wine and then we just do all of their photos for their social media and they pay us $2,500 for that for each month for one day of content creation. So I think that'd be a great way to start to offering services and you can do that in Facebook groups. You can do that on your Instagram. You can offer it. You can, well, I don't know about walking into a place obviously with everything going on, but you can send a business an email and just ask them what they need help with. Tell them what you're good at and offer your services. And a lot of people are understanding the power of having help in this time. So I think that'd be a great way to start. Yeah. And to add to what Bree is saying, don't limit it to just the transaction of I'm going to come in one hour, 25 images. Here they are. Have a nice life. Because that's what 99% of, of the average photographer would do. But you know, people listening to SFP, we're the top 1%. And that's why y'all are still hanging in 148 episodes deep, okay? So how do we add more value to those images? Well, if you hired a professional photographer for your business, what are you going to do with those images? You're going to put them on your website. You might put them on Pinterest or a blog. So what are you going to need after that? You're going to need some ideas for keywords to go with that image, some titles that'll help get more clicks to that pin, um, maybe even some templates to make the the pin look even nicer. You could do a Canva template or a Photoshop template with just some added words um, and hashtags for Instagram that match that photo, a caption for Instagram that matches that photo. So now we're not just talking about, okay, here's some photos. Thanks so much. Send this to your social media team. Now it's like, wow, like Bree and Steven came by and not only did they help us with images, but we don't even have to think about what to post on social media. They're like literally telling us and they're, they're giving us ideas to help us with our SEO and our blogging. They're thinking more about our business than we are. And there were just our photographers. 
Yeah, I love that. Editing a podcast, right? Like I need people to edit the podcast. That's a, that's always a big one too. There's all, all these podcast people, you know, um, that is a real thing. Uh, submitting for publications, like uh, for for photographers, you know, find, locate the, here's a good thing too, it'd be maybe to locate the studios that could most likely weather this. The studios that are like multi-team people, right? It's like a, a bigger studio. Maybe they need someone who can, uh, be submitting to publications, be generating, you know, uh, backlinks essentially to their business, writing those blog posts. I think it's, I, I think it's brilliant. Um, there was one other thing that you expressed there that I, I wanted to, to circle back around and, and I'm trying to recall, oh man, what you said. Uh, I can't remember if it was Bree or Steven. Um, oh yes. Another, like, uh, I love what you said, Steven about adding value, like considering how do I make more than just this photograph more valuable? How could I offer um, a um, hashtags and Instagram captions and how to use this picture in different formats for Instagram stories versus here's a format for your your posts versus a format that's sized for your website. I think that's, that's absolutely genius. Um, and I see this great stepping stone too, where maybe you offer something like that for a business uh, for a little while and potentially how that could even flow into like social media management. Um, and maybe you take over their, their, their content schedule for them and and what type of offer you could do for that. That's something that actually Ben Adams has been doing here at Sound Stories. You know, he's a full-time photographer at Sound Story, but he's found businesses, local businesses that, that they're run by people who are maybe not so tech savvy, you know, like there's a sweet 70 year old woman that, but that he helps manage her amazing. She's got an incredible product. You know, she's got like a, a brand that's existed in the, in the, um, in the market here for a long time. She's known, but she doesn't know the social marketing side of things. And so he manages her social media, uh, for an extra retainer, you know, of like, let's say 500 a month. I'm just making up that number. Um, that's a great, it's a great way to, uh, uh, to generate that, you you nailed that question, Bree. That was it. That's a great answer. If you need to generate uh, an extra grand on that, did you guys come up with any other ideas while I was while I was chatting there? I was going to say you could also offer to edit photos. Like being a photo editor, I know that obviously before all of this happened, people were still out shooting weddings, but maybe they don't have the time to edit their galleries. So I'm sure the need for photo editors is still going strong. And if you're a good editor then you could offer that as a service as well. Yeah, I love it. This is awesome. Let's, I want to hear before we sign off, I want to hear one wild card from you guys. We've stayed pretty tight in the creative industry. We, you know, we've stayed tight with editing podcasts, editing images, stock photography, managing social media posts, content, giving people posts. By the way, a great, a great sales move too is, is to package, if you're going to approach someone and offer, you know, media for them, is to package it as a uh, a 30-day calendar of social media content that they're going to get 30 days of content, Instagram stories and posts with captions and and all that kind of stuff. Like that's something that, it, that has a ton of value instead of just saying, you know, one image, you know, a day. I love packaging it as like a 30-day media uh, kit for the month. Um, but that, sorry, I keep thinking of random ideas now, you guys. I just want to keep expressing them. But anyhow, so I want to go wildcard. So uh, what's something someone could do complete, like not Etsy, not PDFs, not consulting, not, uh, not anything photography related. 
uh, to generate revenue if photography is off the table? Let's let's hear a wild card from you guys. Well, I, from my experience, I feel like a lot of photographers are creative just outside of photography. And one thing that I've been doing is selling stickers and illustrations and custom artwork for other business owners and just people in general. So that's one thing that I've been doing. Yeah. And one thing I've been doing is just packaging prompts. So this could be anything from, uh, you know, posing prompts, but outside of photography industry, prompts for ideas to post in a Facebook group or prompts for what to email your email newsletter or just just prompts for ideas for YouTube videos. And you can put um, your services up like you can post about this like prompt service in different Facebook groups. You can put it up on Fiverr. There's so many different ways you can put it. But at the end of the day, people, they have an audience, but they don't always have ideas. Um, you might struggle with this, Ben. Maybe after 150 episodes, sometimes you might think to yourself, man, have we covered everything? What's the next thing? Might, it might be nice to call someone like me and be like, hey, dude, like, you know, here's 50 bucks. Like, Get back to me with like 30 ideas by tomorrow. And then bang, one of them you love and make a, you know, get 10,000 downloads on that next episode. Got it. So just to be clear, I, I, I want to be clear that I understand what it is that you just said. You said prompts. So you're offering essentially the ideas to businesses. Um, is that, is it ideas? Is it copywriting? Uh, get, help me, help me flesh this out a little bit more so I understand it. Yeah, exactly. So it's essentially just a list of ideas and they're going to be in blog post format or YouTube video format or Facebook live format. It depends on what the the uh, buyer's audience is or what their needs are. Yeah, I think a great a place for people to look up some inspiration on things like that is on Fiverr. So that's kind of where Steven got his idea from because there's people on there that have you know, they sell blog post ideas for $150 and you get 10 blog post ideas depending on your niche or whatever your audience is. And they charge $150 for just 10 blog post ideas and they have hundreds of reviews. So it's funny because people are lazy in the sense that they don't want to think of their own content. They'd rather just pay someone else to think of it for them. So I always thought that was really interesting when we started looking through Fiverr to see what people are actually making money off of. Yeah. Even on that note of Fiverr, you know, Fiverr is a great way to um, to not only hire uh, essentially a contractor, a, a creative, um, or really anything, <laughs> but it's a great place to position yourself is to offer that skill or talent. Um, another one that people could check out would be like Upwork and, and um, subscribe to actually be a provider on Upwork, where if, if you go to Upwork, um, you know, you can hire people for sales and marketing. You can hire them for writing. You can hire them for data and sale, science analytics, customer service, answering phone calls, hire them for web development, for all kinds of that stuff. Um, uh, what is it? Creative marketplace. Are you guys familiar with that one? Yeah. Yeah. That's similar to Etsy in a way. Yep, exactly. Yep, very similar to Etsy as well. It feel creative marketplace feels far more digital goods, where Etsy is, it gets into physical products as well. Is that accurate? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Actually, on that note, what about physical goods? Here's here's a great one. You guys, I need gifts to give people. I love giving people gifts. What you know? What what if you started offering like you you maybe you got really good at sewing and you could sew pillows. Like I'll hire you to like sew pillows for my vendors or my clients, or maybe you make candles at home. Maybe you got a little a little hobby, a side hobby that you could actually turn into. 
uh, somebody, maybe floral arrangements. I'll hire you to, to go and, and send a floral arrangement to my mom. Let's, <laughs> you know, like I think our, I think our quirky little hobbies are things too that we could tap into. For sure. And kind of bouncing off that idea of physical stuff to sell. I mean, you can always sell things in your house that you no longer need. I think that's another really easy way to make some quick cash is going through your clothes or going through things in your house and either selling them on Marketplace or on like Poshmark or OfferUp or any of those online things where you can just ship it or they can pick it up Um, because people are still decorating their house and they're still buying clothes. So if you have some things that you need to clean out, that would be a quick way to make some cash as well. Yeah. Maybe I'll just start selling all of Bree's plants. I know you know how much she okay. loves all of her plants. <laughs> Pull it down. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, but I, on that note. To be clear, don't make Bree sound like the one who's at fault here. Like, <laughs> like you're, you gotta take, so how many plants do you have, Stephen and Bree? Oh man, we have like 158 Maybe, well, probably more than that because we just propagated a bunch of them. So it's probably more like 170. Yeah, which leads into our next income opportunity, which is you can actually sell plants. And and no, I'm not talking about those kind of plants. I know what you're thinking. No, I'm talking about literally plants you can buy from Home Depot or something. Uh, There's some plants that... They you can buy for like fifty bucks, and then you can cut a few leaves off them, and then you can sell them for like ten or twenty dollars each. And there's some exotic plants out there that are like worth fifteen hundred dollars. You can actually buy them on Etsy, and so some people will buy like the mother plant, which is the biggest one that you can find in your area, and then start selling cuttings of leaves for a few hundred dollars. And it totally works. You guys are breeding plants and selling. Are you illegal <laughs> plant breeders? I don't know if you need a special license, but I swear we're we're, uh, selling perfectly legal plants. I'm just thinking of all of our Instagram followers that have been calling Steven the plant daddy. And I'm just, I can just see them now just being like, Steven, talking about plants again. I love it. No, this is awesome. This is really, honestly, this is truly brilliant. I love this, guys. Man, there's so many ideas. And I think what's really cool about this and exciting is is hopefully as you're listening, podcast listeners, <laughs> that, that maybe this is giving you ideas. Maybe you're considering, oh, man, I'd make a really good lasagna dish. Of all the times to swear, by the way. Why did I swear there, Bria Stephen? <laughs> and Leslie's now going to have to bleep that out. And she's going to look at me and be like, Ben, why did you have to swear about lasagna? Well, I know I you're did. so passionate about it. <laughs> but listen, maybe you are. Maybe you're just so good at lasagna that you could start selling your lasagna recipe or you start a lasagna blog, something so niche and focused. Or, or you start making lasagna dishes and you, and you ship them out. Who knows? <laughs> oh, man, this is so good. Listen, Bree, Stephen, I've so enjoyed talking with you guys. And, and I know people are going to uh, enjoy hearing more from you. One of the things that I love about you, too, is how engaged you are with your audience and with your community. Um, and so where can people listen to your podcast? Where can people find your community? Oh, thanks so much, Ben. You guys can find us at the No BS Podcast with Bree and Steven or just the No BS Facebook group with Bree and Steven. And it's just free information where you can learn about how to diversify your income, grow your photography business, and see a bunch of plants for sale coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. It means the world to have you guys on the show. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Awesome. Podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in. Listen, uh, this is stuff that my, my, my plea to you, this is, I'm going to end the episode with this. My plea to you is um, to get ahead of this, you know, to not wait for the next thing to happen, to consider what are the opportunities that you have to generate further revenue in your business, to not, uh, to, to not have to 
um, to not have to wait, you know, uh, and to not have to rely on only one thing. There's so much security that can come from this. And so um, I really hope that you guys uh, got some ideas, that you were encouraged, that you were inspired by a few different things. And if you came up with something really unique, if you have a product that you're like, oh, man, I, I, I think I'm the expert in like Pokemon card trading. Like, actually, I think there's probably a market for that. Surprisingly enough, as niche and as odd as that is, I believe there's a market for that. Uh, I'd love to hear from you too. As much as I want to hear from you, if you're in a different niche of the podcast, uh, apart from photographers, I'd love to hear from you. If you've got something really unique, a unique hobby that you think there may be a chance to monetize. All right. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Photographer Podcast. And I will see you, well, in the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.